You are listening to the Book Your Dream Clients Podcast, bite-sized episodes from one coach to another to help you create and scale your business with simplicity. No hustle required. Welcome back to the Book Your Dream Clients Podcast. Today we have Michelle Knight with us and we're talking about branding and it's probably not what you're thinking. We're not chatting about colors, fonts, all the pretty things. We're talking about what's really important. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Michelle, welcome to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I'm so excited you're with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to kick off our Saturday together. I know. I love interviews on Saturday mornings because it is a great way to kick off the weekend. I would love for you to share all about you, how you got started. Just let us know all about Michelle. Yeah, so I'll give you the short version. I always say I feel like I could probably write a book as we all can. So uh, yes, my name is Michelle Knight, as we've chatted about. Today, I'm the founder and CEO of BrandMary.com, but about five years ago is when I really kind of started my adventure, and I originally started just diving headfirst into the coaching industry. So I had just had my son in December of 2015. And in about January, I was thinking about going back to work, which was always the intention. I actually really loved my job, which I think not a lot of people talk Mm -hmm. about. I know you did an episode on, you know, that ditching the nine to five. So I wanted to go back to my job, but I was feeling this pull to do something different, to stay home with him, to, you know, explore the possibility of having my own business. And I looked at my husband and I said, I don't think I want to go back to work. (laughs) And that basically catapulted everything. I had discovered the world of coaching through a former um, classmate at a university. And so I started diving into this world and you can probably relate, but once you open up that portal, It's like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the possibilities are endless. And we had always wanted to travel. We just had all those desires that, you know, our regular lifestyle that we grew up believing was, you know, what we should do Mm -hmm. didn't always work for us. So I spent about eight months working my nine to five and trying to figure out what the heck I was doing online. (laughs) (laughs) I failed miserably, but I'm glad that I did because I learned a lot in that process about branding and attracting your ideal customer And about uh, September of 2016, I was going to leave my nine to five. This was already happening and I hadn't signed a client and I shifted so much in my business to brand storytelling, to just showing up as who I really was and not trying to be anyone different. And my audience really started responding and I started signing clients. And within a year I had hit six figures and I've just continued to scale and grow to the point where we sold our house and I retired my husband and we traveled full-time in an RV and mm-hmm. we're gearing up to go to Greece. And so taking that leap of faith and, and specifically brand storytelling, which I know we're going to talk about today, has really kind of led me to create that, that life that I imagined sitting on the couch with my newborn and it just blows my mind every day. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's funny how those babies can really get us thinking about what we really, really want. Right. Mm-hmm. We feel like we were living someone else's plan. And then once the babies come, we're like, wait a minute, I don't know if this was mine or not. So I want to make it mine. So I love that you d- just dove in, you dove in fully and it's working out so well for you. Tell us about brand storytelling. I don't think a lot of us know what that is. So when we think about branding in general, we typically are 
thinking about the aesthetics or what our brand looks like. And one of the things that I learned in my first year is that we really should focus our energy on is how our brand makes people feel. And so emotional branding or branding, the new way of defining branding is about creating that overall experience. And I often say that branding, if you think about your business, branding is the heart, right? It's the beating heart of your business. Without it, well, your business kind of sucks. So you, you really are always focused on creating an overall experience. And that can be what people see, what they hear, the customer, you know, the customer interactions, all those different elements. And one of the pieces of that experience and what can really elevate the connection with your ideal customer is brand storytelling. So we know that storytelling is one of the most powerful marketing tools out there. Storytelling is a way to connect with your audience on a deeper level. And we know that through brand storytelling, you can improve brand affinity, which is the likelihood that, you know, someone's going to keep coming back, right? They feel mm -hmm. that connection to you, even if they don't need your service or your product at this moment, they're not going anywhere because they're connected to your values, to your mission, to the person or the people behind the brand. And when we're talking about coaching specifically, you know, you're ultimately, I always say this, you're selling yourself, right? Mm -hmm. There are so many people in business in general, but especially in coaching who do something incredibly similar to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So, and talking about things incredibly similar to what you're talking about, right? We all know how to build an email list, right? We all mm -hmm. talk about how to niche down. So what's really differentiating you from others? It comes down to who you are as a person. And that's how brand storytelling really plays a role because it allows you to share, this is who I am. You can share more about your ideal customer and you can build that connection. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think it's something that is greatly missed, especially for people who are just starting or maybe a couple of years in because we're trying to be like somebody else. And mm -hmm. we feel like if it works for her, it's got to work for me. Right. And you try to do all the things I have that in my webinar, I have a funny um, photo of this girl dressed exactly like the other girl and the other one's looking really awkward <laughs> because I think that's why we think what we should do. And that's not, I had such a hard time too. When I first started, I didn't want to share with anyone that I worked at nine to five mm -hmm. that I had, that I was raising kids because I saw all the entrepreneurs online with their laptop beach lifestyle. And I thought that's what they wanted. And I thought, I don't really want that. And so I don't know if, if I share that, I don't want that, if that will bring in mm. people. So I just thought I would, I'll just kind of blend in and stay beige. And I always say when I finally told people that I work a nine to five too, and I do this, I homeschool my kids, I have three. And then people started to match up to that. Like, oh, I do the same thing. Why are people so afraid to share who they are? Well, I think, I think when you're starting out, you don't know what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. So especially when it comes to branding, I did the same thing. My first website, if you looked at that today, you'd have no idea that it was a product of my brand. You yep. know, no idea. It didn't look anything like anything that I do today, you know? And mm -hmm. so when I think when we're starting out, we don't really know what we're doing. And so we gravitate towards what we view as successful. So, you know, you mentioned the, the laptops on the beach. For me, it was like the pictures in front of the Eiffel Tower. That was very big when I first started mm -hmm. <laughs> in the industry. <laughs> yes. And I was like, I don't know what these, I know this is of no interest to me. And so we start to kind of change who we are. And I don't think this is just with branding. It's just with anything like you know, in life, this is just a normal thing that we do as individuals where we kind of mold to 
what looks like to be the most popular or what looks like to be, you know, the, mm -hmm. the thing that's working. But, you know, we know that by blending in or being beige, as you described, which I love, you're not going to make any money online, right? <laughs> if we just sound and look like everyone else, which is the easiest path, I'm not going to mm -hmm. lie. It's mm -hmm. very easy to copy and paste. It's very easy to take templates. Mm -hmm. But if you do that, then you're not really branding yourself. Mm -hmm. Storytelling, figuring out what you want to share, getting over the fear of showing up and sharing those things is incredibly difficult when you're first starting out. But I promise you, you get better at it and it mm -hmm. becomes easier. And one of the things that I kind of told myself in the beginning was that someone somewhere needs to hear my message, right? And so when I really shift my thinking to it, not just being about me showing up and talking about me mm -hmm. and the fact that I was showing up to find my people, like you said, like people start coming out and saying, Oh my gosh, I work at nine to five too. Oh my gosh, I, you know, I've got a kid. And when I share those real truths through my storytelling as well, that is the connection piece. And that's what people really, really want to hear. So mm -hmm. if you really struggle with like, what do I share about myself? Is it important? Always think of your ideal customer. And that's why ideal customer work is like a non-negotiable as a new business owner mm -hmm. or just doing it all the time. Actually, I do it like every 90 days. <laughs> it does evolve, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. I think it's a really important to note that no one is boring either. I think that was one of the things that I struggled with. Well, I live in North Dakota. I live in a small town. I, you know, I'm the most boring person ever. And so I thought, why would anyone ever want to have a sneak peek at what I do? That's what I loved when the Instagram stories came around because you could share those little mm -hmm. snippets of your daily life as much as you would like. What are some like baby steps people can take to get comfortable with sharing their story? Well, I think the first thing that you have to realize is that people relate to relatable things. So I get this question a lot because I have a pretty crazy story, right? Like mm -hmm. if you, you can read all that on my website, we won't go into all the details, but you know, I've had a loss of loved ones in my life. I had a, you know, difficult postpartum experience. I retired my husband and moved into an RV, right? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, it's not super relatable to every person. I would say that some of those things are maybe aspirational, right? Mm -hmm. But when I am showing up and sharing things online, though, things that get the highest engagement, the most comments, the sales are the everyday situations. I shared a, a post on Instagram not that long ago that talked about how I didn't hit my goal for my mm -hmm. launch. You know, engagement galore because they're like, thank goodness someone is mm -hmm. talking about this. So we have to remember before all of this starts that, you know, it's those small micro things that happen in our day to day that are the most relatable. So don't feel like in your marketing, you have to have this crazy story. And that's the only thing that you share think about the everyday situation. So some of my top suggestions are obviously number one, know your ideal customer. Mm -hmm. We think about brand storytelling as like me showing up and sharing my story, but it's really not about you because mm -hmm. you're trying to make money. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, you're not just writing a book, you're showing up, you're sharing story to move your customer through the buying process to the sale. And so it has to be about them. And what I mean by it has to be about them, it means it has to provide them value. So getting clear on who that person is allows you to reverse engineer and say, oh, this is a story that I could share that my audience could relate to. Mm -hmm. Or this is something that happened to me that I think my audience would find hilarious. Or this is something they need to know. And that allows you to really, you know, again, I think the hardest part about brand storytelling is you're all in your head. Like, oh my God, everyone's going to judge me. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not about that. It removes kind of that stress from the equation is just about showing up and building trust. 
So that's a, that's a big one for me. The other one is I have a tool called a story bank. It's not fancy at mm-hmm. all. It's like two columns, <laughs> but uh, people always ask me like, how do you keep track of stories? How do you come up with them? And for me, the thing that I've learned and taught my clients is it's all about just the awareness piece first. Once you start paying attention to the little micro stories that you can share, you're you're not going to be able to stop yourself. Mm -hmm. And so one of the ways to get started is to just create some sort of Google doc, or you can write it in a notebook. I don't really care where you put it. And you just start writing down stories and uh, moments in time as they start happening in your day to day. So if you're at the grocery store, you, something happens, you write it down. Mm -hmm. Kid does something crazy and you're like, oh my gosh, that's great. And you're like, write it down. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you go and you connect it to the value piece, right? Okay, how is this valuable to my audience? And you get into the habit of this practice. So in the beginning, you might have just like a Google sheet, you know, a Google doc with all Mm -hmm. these different ideas that you can plug into your content calendar, plug into your blog post ideas, emails, whatever. Over time, you're not going to need that sheet, right? Mm -hmm. Over time, you're just going to be writing a blog post on the four tips for this. And you're gonna be like, great story, pulling it out of Mm -hmm. the world. But getting into the practice of identifying those stories, I think is one of the hardest parts. And then I'd say when you're crafting the story, you know, there are four C's, I like to call them the four C's to focus on. Number one is that the story has to have a character. So there are a lot of elements of traditional storytelling that we get to pull into our marketing, which is fun because we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. So every story has a character. Now this character can be you. This character could be your ideal customer. This character could be your product or your service, your brand. If you're telling the story about your kiddo, it could be about kiddo, but you always want to have a central character focus of the story. Number two, you want to have some sort of conflict or tension. You know, this is what makes great storytelling. (laughs) Nobody Mm -hmm. wants to read a story that's like this the whole entire time. (laughs) We just closed that book. So, you know, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. In the beginning of our interview, I was sharing that I like looked at my husband, you know, and said, I want to leave my nine to five. That is introducing conflict. What is he going to say? Oh my gosh, what ended up happening? Mm -hmm. And so it can be a sentence. It could be, you know, something that happens, something fell from the sky, you know, Mm -hmm. some sort of, you know, suspense, conflict or tension. Then you want to offer some sort of conclusion. So we have to resolve that conflict. It's a strategy that I teach often called open looping, where you can piece together emails or like kind of like a series and make it like really interesting. But you want to conclude whatever the tension piece was, or people are going to lose it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. as you know, consumers, as audience members, we we want to resolve, like we get, think about your favorite TV show, right? At the mm-hmm. last, you know, two seconds, they introduce something and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to wait till next week <laughs> to figure out what this is, right? That's essentially what you want to do. So you want to offer some sort of conclusion or resolve. And then because we're business owners, always a CTA. And now the CTA doesn't have to be buy my product. Mm-hmm. It can be comment below, send me a DM, give us a heart, share this, let me know sign up for my webinar. Mm -hmm. But those four pieces, having those four C's can really help you structure your uh, your storytelling for social media, email marketing, blogging, all those different pieces. I love that. I think it's really great. And then it almost feels like this could be overwhelming to somebody who has no, who hasn't done this at all. Mm -hmm. So I think their first step is probably thinking I can really tweak my Instagram posts to make it, to make storytelling more prominent in my feed. But then I go to my website and it is not that at all. So then what, like, what's the next step? How can we make this simple for people to 
to make uh, it all come together. So they don't jump from Instagram to the website and like, okay, hey, this doesn't sound anything like where <laughs> they were yeah. talking about before. Yeah. So, you know, I think before before you jump into even just like starting to share stories, you have to do a little bit of that base branding work. And so this is something that I teach specifically, but I know not every branding program or something teaches it. So mm -hmm. no matter what you've done, you know, the first thing that you want to do is say, all right, let me audit. Let me look at my existing brand. Let me look at my existing website. And if you don't have those things, great, just start here mm -hmm. and, and say, you know, does this feel like me? And that's when I really had that moment of like, oh, this is not Michelle. Who is this person? Who made mm -hmm. this website? If you go to your website, if you go to your Instagram bio and you're like, no one really could tell who I am from anything on here, you know, you need to like back it up a bit. Mm -hmm. And so one of the first things that you want to do is figure out who the heck you are and like, how do you want to show up? What do you want to share? And some of the things that I love to teach in the branding process are what's the mission behind your brand, right? What is the core big picture focus for having your business in the first place and the impact that you want to make? What are some of your brand values, right? How do you want to show up? What is the, what, how do you want to show up? What's your authentic voice? What are some of the things that are quirks about you? Like one of the favorite things I love to do is like, ask your friends and family. I ask mm -hmm. my husband all the time. I was like, what do you love about me? <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. what is it that like makes me fun, you know? And, and, and then really start to think about like, is that showing up? on social mm -hmm. media or do I have this filter coming up? And, and, and then also really thinking about your past. So one of the first exercises I actually recommend people do is write their brand story first, because it's a great exercise. It's what you'll find on your homepage, a snippet of it on your homepage. Mm -hmm. You'll find it on your about me page. It might be on the sidebar of your blog. You might have people use it to introduce you on a podcast, right? So mm -hmm. think about your brand story and craft that first as a really great exercise. And one of my favorite exercises for coaches specifically is to identify three transitions. So from the beginning of your life to today, what are three moments in time where something shifted for you, or you may had to make a decision or something happened to you. And then what lesson did you learn from that experience? And when you can identify those three pieces, then work on piecing them together to craft your brand story. What has ultimately led you to doing the work that you're doing today? And, and like I mentioned, if you want to like read this, cause I can't, you know, like read the mm -hmm. whole thing on a podcast, you can go to my website, boom, boom, boom. You can identify those three transitions very easily mm -hmm. and you can kind of see it in, in progress. So I recommend starting internally before you just start posting things externally. That's going to give you a nice linear line, you know, of like, oh, this is the brand story and I can start breaking this up and sharing this online and, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So once you have that for the website specifically, what I recommend people do is write your about me as an actual story, right? Mm -hmm. Share the story behind the brand. I am a big advocate for this because I have signed so many clients because of my about me page. I've had people come to me who said, oh, I was looking for a branding coach, right? Because I have pretty good SEO on my website. Mm -hmm. And so I get a lot of Google traffic who people looking for a branding coach. And they'll say, I was looking at a bunch of different branding coaches and I decided to work with you because I love your story. Mm. Your story can sell for you. So don't underestimate the power of it and definitely don't underestimate the power of an about me page. So take that story that we just talked about crafting, write that out on the about me page. From there, cherry pick a small piece of that out to put on the homepage of your website. So now you've got story on your homepage. You've got storytelling on your full about me page. If you have a blog, you can put a little bio, you know, on the mm -hmm. side. 
And then the easiest thing that I find is transitioning to social media, as you mentioned, because, you know, we already are thinking of, okay, what am I going to share this week? Right? What are my five pillars? Every week, make one day dedicated to you sharing a story about your journey. Just start there. That's a really easy way to start building connection. Start practicing how you're sharing story. Recognize when does it come really easy to you? Are there certain stories that you have a lot of resistance around? Maybe those go back to the story bank and you come back to them a little bit later. Mm -hmm. I experienced that when I first started. I did not want to talk about my postpartum experience because I was still in it. Mm -hmm. So I waited and I waited and I kept coming back to it. And when the time felt good, I started sharing it and it was just the next level connection piece with my audience. Mm -hmm. And so those are just really actionable ways to get started. And like I said, you're going to become obsessed with it (laughs) as I Mm -hmm. did. And you'll start to say like, oh, I'm writing an email. How can I incorporate storytelling in this? Let me, you know, expand on it a little bit and start to just have that little voice in the back of your mind. That's like, all right, I created a piece of content is there some sort of story element in this content? And storytelling for social media obviously can be an entire post, but it can Mm -hmm. also be just one sentence. Mm -hmm. So one that I share often as an example is when I kind of fell in love with storytelling in the first place. And I was at a conference and I remember sitting in, you know, the, 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 the audience, Mm -hmm. the crowd sitting in the audience and the speaker said, you know, with brand storytelling, you are 22 times more likely to be memorable with your content. So your audience is more likely to actually remember you with brand storytelling. And so the story that I share, as I say, you know, I remember sitting in the audience at this conference and I had already been playing around with brand storytelling. And then I heard this stat and I shared the stat. Mm -hmm. I dropped my pen and I was like, all right, that's it. I'm hooked. And then I go in to talk about like the four elements of brand storytelling. So it's a very educational piece, but I have pulled people in with the element of storytelling and made that connection in just a single sentence. That, that's crazy. 22 times. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. And if you're feeling like, how can I stand out with my coaching business? You gotta, you gotta tap into this. This is important. People come and sign me up as their coach because they saw that I was an introvert or an INFJ. Mm-hmm. Just, it doesn't have to be like sharing things that feel really uncomfortable for you. It can just be like Michelle said, little snippets of who you are and that people can just grab onto and then they feel comfortable with you. It's, it's really amazing. Once you just kind of release that a little bit, if I can do it, anybody, anybody can do it. So I bet you when clients first come to you, like you said, they find you on Google because they're looking for a branding coach. They're thinking my colors and my Mm -hmm. fonts and all of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why it's my job to shift their thinking within like two (laughs) seconds on the homepage. (laughs) It's very challenging, but you know, that's, that's a big part. I think about, you know, messaging in general. And, and again, it goes back to the ideal customer work that we just talked about. Like, what does your audience think that they need Mm -hmm. and really marketing to what they think that they need, but delivering, you know, or what, what does your audience think that they want and delivering what they actually need? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. You're not signing a client because they really like the shade of orange that you're using on your website. It's not about the colors. I mean, yes, you want your website to look pretty and, you know, kind of on trend, but that's not why people are paying you every month to be in your corner. No, it's not. It's like, I always tell people, if you're thinking about like an ice cream sundae, it's the cherry, (laughs) right? Like it's the last piece of the branding process, not the Mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. I think we always go to that because that's what we think it is. And that's with everything. We're just talking with a student about, she has an Instagram course and we always want to come up with the catchy titles 
and I say, well, what do they want in their mm. words? What are they Googling? Like you, and, and it makes that connection. They're Googling branding coach, how to grow my following. Those vanity simplified wants, those magic wand moments, that's who we need to, to speak to so they can feel like, oh yeah, she understands what I'm going through. Absolutely. I mean, from a marketing standpoint, that was like the best shift that I ever made in my business of like, stop, I call them fluffy titles, right? Mm -hmm. With blogging specifically, stopping fluffy and cute with my titles and just mm -hmm. say exactly what people are Googling. And mm -hmm. now I've got blog posts that rank on page one, you know, my website yeah. ranks on page one, like the, and it, like, we just keep saying it goes back to like really knowing your ideal customer, everything that you're going to do in your business, branding, Instagram, marketing, blogging, all that stuff centers around how well, you know, your ideal customer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's not about investing $10,000 and getting really great SEO on your site. You have to know who that person mm -hmm. is. If you don't know that it will be a complete waste of money and it is a waste of money, just it, it'll come so easy to you. It's going to feel wrong because this is way too easy. Yeah. And just so you all know, if you do invest in somebody to help you with your SEO, they still need you to tell them who your yes. ideal customer is. Yes, <laughs> like they, they still don't know. So you might as well just do the work. You might as well. Yep. And, and like she said, don't be fluffy. Don't be cutesy with your titles, all of that mm -hmm. stuff. Nobody's Googling that. They're nope. not. You have to just keep it, keep it simple, keep it simple mm -hmm. and relatable. Okay, Michelle, where can people find more about you, how you can help them share a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is brandmary.com, B-R-A-N-D-M-E-R-R-Y.com. I also have a podcast called the Brand Mary Podcast that you can listen to where I share branding and marketing tips every week. And I share my travels and all of those fun things over on Instagram. So you can find me at Michelle Knight Co. over on Instagram. And on the Brand Mary blog, there are a lot of resources on brand storytelling. So if you want to dive into that further, I have an ultimate guide, blogs for days. So there are a lot of videos and blogs for you to kind of dissect all the things that we mm. talked about today. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. I'm sure everyone is going to head over and play with all the stuff you have. It's been great chatting with you. I love this perspective. I think it's really important to have out there. So thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. Before you go, I want to invite you to join my free Facebook group for coaches. Simply type dreamclientcommunity.com in your browser, request access, and we'll happily let you in. We have amazing coaches in there just like you who are starting and scaling their business, and we would love to see you there.